Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. With property prices in Ireland rising at a rate of more than 15% year on year, it's probably not a surprise to hear that new mortgage customers need significantly higher incomes than in the past. And also included in the latest BPFI mortgage report is that the average total household income required to get that very first mortgage has risen to up to €77,000. Let's speak live now to Brian Hayes, the Chief Executive of the Banking and Payments Federation of Ireland. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Joe. How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm much worse, thank God, as they say. Um, Brian, not a shock, but still shocking that a couple would need to be earning 77 grand as a household to get their very first step on the housing ladder. Well, I think, as you say, it's not a big shock because as house prices go up, people, first-time buyers especially, need more money to obviously pitch for those houses. And also in a circumstance uh, where you know we're still catching up on supply, it's inevitable that people are paying a bit more and therefore getting more from, from their from their lender. This report that we produced today, Joe, um, is kind of different from the kind of monthly report that we do, which is all around approvals and drawdowns. In this report, we go in a bit deeper uh, and find out what's going on in the mortgage market, asking questions like who's taking out home loans, what type of loans are they taking out, the type of property transactions that are going on, the differences region to region. But I think the standout um, conclusion of the report is that new mortgage customers are needing higher incomes to purchase homes. Um, and if, if you consider where we are just at the end of last year, where the average was 77,000, that's countrywide, of course, um, that was up from 71,000 in 2019. So in a period of two years, the, the average, the mean, ha- has gone up by about uh, six or 7,000 euro. If you look back at 2005, where we started uh, this, this information and gathered data, a half of all first-time buyers had incomes of just under 60,000 in 2005. That compared to about 13% last year. So, you know, it's, 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 it's a very difficult time for first-time buyers, especially or people without equity in terms of trying to pitch for a house and get their foot in the housing market of that, there's no doubt. Yeah. But there's still a fundamental difference, I think it's fair to say, between the, the, the mortgage market now and, say, the mortgage market pre-crash. There are very fundamental differences. And, and, we, and were, we were talking about that in the newspaper review, how the European Commission is quite sanguine uh, about the, yes. the mortgage market in Ireland, which might surprise those who are desperate to get their hands on a mortgage. Yeah, I mean, there's two kind of standout differences. One, I suppose, is, is the presence of the macro prudential rules, um, which was introduced by the central bank some years ago. Which the 20, the 20% rule? Well, it's, it's, it's loan to income, loan to value. And this kind of creates maximums as, as how much lenders can lend. If you consider um, in, in before we had the rules, the, the average loan to income for first-time buyers was about um, 45 now it's down to about 3 or 2.7 at the time in 2013. So that's a big, big difference. The amount lenders can lend has actually stabilized the market. But the other big difference, I think, is the is the way in which banks lend. Um, loan to deposit ratios in the banking industry now is about somewhere between 70 to 75%. Pre-crash, it was 150%. And that gap um, at the time pre-crash was really funded through interbank markets, wholesale markets, which really created the kind of crisis 
when asset prices fell at the time of the crash. So it's a different mortgage market. It's a different conditions. And I think that's why the European Commission, to your point, um, that you've just mentioned, said yesterday that they're not particularly considered worried or concerned about a housing bubble in Ireland, given the fact that the, the kind of conservative lending and the much more cautious approach on lenders and borrowers um, hasn't built up this kind of stock of debt that we saw pre-crash. The other interesting thing in your uh, your review today is that the investors' share of mortgage drawdown, and this is you know almost buy-to-let investors mostly, has fallen to only 2.8% of all mortgages in 2021. Yeah, that's the big, big difference to what happened pre-crash where it was really, I think, over a third at one stage of all mortgages were buy-to-let. The buy-to-let market is really a tiny fraction now. It's still there, but it's a tiny fraction of the overall market. And what you're getting really on the rental side is more professional, long-term businesses in providing rental accommodation on a long-term basis rather than smaller landlords. The smaller landlords have got out of the the mortgage market when it comes to lending. So what we're talking now essentially is is around first-time buyers or mover purchasers. When you consider this year, we expect that in excess of 12 billion euro on the mortgage side will be lent by by Irish banks and non-banks in Ireland. That's up by about 2 billion from last year and it's up about 3 billion from the previous year. And even though COVID was a big factor in dulling the market, I suppose for the last two to two and a half years, it's still a very significant uptick in the overall lending profile by Irish banks and uh, and Irish non-banks in Ireland. And it shows that there's a very significant pent-up demand there, as we know, because of household formation and, and demographic factors in Ireland. As we've heard, Brian, interest rates are going up in the Eurozone. Is there anything to suggest that Irish banks won't raise borrowing rates by even more than the ECB raises interest rates? Well, obviously, if you have a, a tracker mortgage, the tracker follows the ECB rate. So as the ECB rate goes up, your your mortgage will go up. But that's um, not the rule for variable mortgages? No, there. no, it's not. And that that's really a matter for each lender to determine based on market funding conditions. Um, and there are, there's a variety of different lenders out there in the market. So I'm not going to preempt what, what may or may not happen. But obviously, we're at the absolutely at the end of this mortgage at this um, interest rate cycle. It's gone on for a very long period of time. The, the key uh, obje- objective of, of ECB monetary policy, as you know, was to get to close to or near 2%. Well, we've overshot that this year. And I suppose the question on the mind of um, central banks and the ECB is, how, how long-term is this inflation spike? Now, some of it is down, obviously, to, to energy condi- prices right now and what's happening in Ukraine, the the kind of dulled economic environment in China, which is having an effect on supply lines in Europe and elsewhere. Yeah. But I think it's fair to say that we are in a new condition here. And given the fact that it costs banks to keep money in central banks, really, I suppose the end of that negative interest rate environment is coming to an end. And I, I think people... People should shop around and look for the best options they can get. Thank you, Brian. Brian Hayes, the the boss of the Banking and Payments Federation of Ireland. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.